Well, good weekday evening. Today is Thursday, January 4th, 2024. 2024, and you are tuned in to the weekly edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. I'm your host, Brother Alan Weir, for this block of time when we come together for mutual edification, prayer and supplication, intercession, on behalf of those of us who are parents and guardians of unsaved sons and daughters. Maybe they've backslidden. Maybe they've never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. But we pray fervently for their salvation or their return back to the foot of the cross. This podcast was born just over a year ago out of my own burden for my two adult children, my son and my daughter. My son came to Christ several months ago following a personal crisis after much prayer for his soul, that he would accept Christ as his Lord and Savior. You know, my son read the Bible. He loved reading the Bible, loved listening to preachers on television. And he loved talking about Bible prophecy as well. So he had an interest in the things of God, but following the personal crisis that he was facing, him and I sat down in his vehicle in the driveway of my home when he was very upset about a situation he was encountering. And I spoke to him and I said, you know, I know you love reading the Bible. I know you you pray. I know you like listening to Christian speakers. I know you love and are interested in Bible prophecy. But son, have you ever, ever actually surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, confessing your sins, admitting you are a sinner, and surrendering your life to Christ? He freely admitted that he had never actually done that. And him and I, after a few more minutes of discussion, prayed together, and my son surrendered his life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And that was over a year ago. And thank God that he is saved. His name is written in the book of life. And I praise God for that. He is a believer. And now he needs to get hooked up with a men's fellowship and a body of believers so he can grow in the faith. But I thank God for the work of the Holy Spirit, which is what we will be talking about in our devotional momentarily. And I still pray for my adult daughter. She has not accepted Christ as her Lord and Savior. And she is next. I pray and I fast and I seek the Lord that she would come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Many of you listening right now are parents or guardians of sons and daughters who perhaps were involved in the church. Maybe they sang in the choir. Maybe they were in the youth organization. 
but they never actually surrendered their life to Christ. Many of us have adult children who come to church currently. They'll visit, and they'll raise their hand for prayer, and they'll read the scripture. They'll even sing the hymns and clap their hands. But they never have actually surrendered their lives to Christ. <clears throat> Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. We pray for their salvation. You know, you can be a prodigal in church as well. There are many people who are very active in the church. Again, they sing in the choir. They are involved in certain aspects of ministries, maybe a food pantry or some other outreach in the church. But they've never surrendered their lives to Jesus Christ. Yes, you can be a prodigal in church. The enemy can blind your eyes to the belief that you're okay. But have you ever confessed your sins and surrendered your life to Jesus Christ? That is the only way to have your eternity secured for your name written in the book of life. That is what this podcast is about. We have a short devotional, an ironing, sharpening iron time of sharing scripture and insight. And then we come later on in our podcast to a musical interlude. Music to edify and comfort and strengthen. And then we reach the time in our podcast when we approach the throne of grace with numerous requests that we have for adult children and teenage children of dear brothers and sisters who want to see their children come to Christ. And we'll be coming to that point later on in the podcast. As you can plainly hear, I am having some problems with my throat. Our last podcast was on, <clears throat> I believe, on the 21st of December. And after that, I began to slowly feel ill, and I developed a severe sore throat. The podcast was canceled the following Thursday on the 28th. And... I received several texts from brothers and sisters who said they were praying for healing and for my strength. And thank God, the leftovers of my cold are still there. A little bit of a raspy voice, but not enough to deter me from being on tonight. Unfortunately, my wife has caught my cold. And so I pray and I hope you pray also on her behalf for her healing and strength in the Lord. This is a live podcast, and we invite your participation in it. There are many people who are listening live, and there are those who will be listening after they download it, maybe perhaps in different time zones. They're not able to listen live, or maybe perhaps certain people are working and they can't listen live. Well, the podcast will be downloaded by these brothers and sisters, and they'll be listening later on. But we welcome your participation. If you have an insight you'd like to share, a scripture you'd like to share, a testimony you'd like to give of how the Lord is moving in your life or in the life of your prodigal, all you have to do is click on the phone icon if you're on the Podbeam app listening live, and we will patch you in to hear what you have to say, something that you want to share will most likely strengthen, comfort, and edify another brother or sister who needs to hear a word of encouragement.
If you have a prayer request and you don't want information divulged, we will respect your privacy and your confidentiality. You can type it in. We will see it on our screen. If it's an unspoken request, we'll, we'll bring it before the throne of grace. And we will pray for your prodigal son and daughter. Time is short. The prophetic clock is ticking. The next event on the biblical calendar is the rapture. When the Lord Jesus Christ returns to earth and snatches away all born-again believers, the dead in Christ shall rise first. And then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. This is not fable. Some of you have seen the Tim LaHaye movies, the Left Behind movies about the rapture. It is actually going to happen. It could happen tonight. And following the rapture, there will be a terrible, terrible time here on planet Earth when God will pour out his judgments on an evil and rebellious world who has refused to bow the knee, bend the knee and bow the head in submission to the Lord. It's going to be a terrible time of judgment here on earth. We're beginning to see the birth pangs of it now. But once the rapture takes place, then God's full judgment will be poured out on this world. You and I do not want our prodigals to be left behind for these judgments. And so we pray, we pray for their deliverance and salvation. <clears throat> At this time, we want to welcome listeners from a variety of municipalities in the United States. We welcome listeners right here in New York, California, Colorado. Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Massachusetts, and Connecticut, Idaho, and Georgia. We welcome listeners in Alabama, Maryland, Tennessee, Texas, <clears throat> Ohio, Utah, Wisconsin, Virginia, and West Virginia, New Jersey, and Montana, Illinois, Minnesota, Louisiana, New Hampshire, Oregon, Washington State, Rhode Island, Indiana, Arizona, Michigan, Iowa, New Mexico, Kentucky, Arkansas, Mississippi, Wyoming, and most recently, we welcome listeners in the great state of Nebraska. We welcome listeners in South Carolina, too. I have a dear brother in Christ who is tuning in from South Carolina. God bless you. Brother Rich, Sister Evelyn, God bless you. Internationally. We welcome listeners in Mexico, Canada, Australia, France and Uganda, Brazil, the United Kingdom, Bosnia-Herzegovina, the Philippines, India, New Zealand, Germany, Zimbabwe, Tanzania, Japan, and Russia. Now, I want to mention something. Recently, we had, or rather I saw, a nation listed as one that was listening to this podcast, and I will not name this country, because in this nation, listening to this type of podcast is illegal. I don't know how they're tuning in, but there are listeners in this particular country. And so, when I saw this nation listed, <clears throat> I consulted with a few people, and... 
it was wiser not to mention the name of this country out of fear that perhaps if the authorities got wind that there were listeners in this nation, we did not want to jeopardize their safety or their lives. And so there is a nation out there that is in bondage to the enemy. We're listening to the gospel, and this type of podcast is against the law and punishable by imprisonment, perhaps even death. But if you're listening tonight, we welcome you, and we will continue to pray for you. Your locality will be kept confidential, and we will pray for your strength and your perseverance in the Lord. Join me right now before we go into our devotional for a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for this time when myself and all listeners can come together for mutual edification and strengthening and prayer for our sons and daughters who are lost and whose names are not written in the book of life. We first ask you, Lord, for forgiveness. We truly ask you humbly that you forgive anything we may have said or done or thought we may have had. Your word says, who can ascend unto your hill? Only those with clean hands and a pure heart. And we want to we have clean hands and a pure heart, Lord. Not just so our prayers won't be hindered, Lord, but so our fellowship with you will not be unbroken. Forgive us and cleanse us from all sin so we can stand before you clean in your sight. Wash in the blood of the Lamb. We thank you and we praise you and we pray that this be a time of blessing, edification, comfort, strengthening, encouragement for myself included and all those who are listening. In Jesus' name, amen. The title of tonight's devotional is Beyond Redemption. Beyond Redemption. And our scripture text is taken from the book of Acts, chapter 26, verses 9 through 16. The book of Acts, chapter 26, verses 9 through 16. And I'll give you a moment to find that scripture text in your Bibles. You know, some time ago, I owned a vehicle, which in addition to the rust that was eating away at the body, was also experiencing multiple mechanical problems. Minor repair expenses such as tires, brakes, and exhaust issues began to turn into more major repair expenses, such as the transmission and ultimately the engine, which had a severe oil leak, indicating a problem that most likely was beyond my ability to afford to repair. I finally reached a point where I made up my mind that I would not put any more investment to fix this car and decided that it was too far gone to fix and was just unsolvable junk that I would dispose of. And so I put a sign on the car saying that if anyone wanted the car for scrap or for parts, they could have it. Well, after not getting any response from anyone for a period of time who wanted the car, I then decided to call a junkyard to come and get the car. But just before I was going to call the junkyard, a man stopped to look at the car. He said that he was an auto mechanic as well as an auto body man. 
and he asked what was wrong with the car. And then, to my surprise, even after seeing and hearing about the car's multiple issues, he said he would take it and use all his skills, abilities, and tools to repair and restore the car. What I saw as unsolvable, unrepairable junk beyond saving, he saw as restorable and fixable. He, as an auto mechanic and an auto body technician, had the ability and the desire to take the car's condition, restore it, and put it back on the road. Sometime later, I ran into that same man who lived locally, and he showed me that same car, a restored body, clean, with all new parts, and running well. This same story can be told about houses that fall into disrepair, depreciating in value, and perhaps go to the verge of being demolished because how broken down they are. Fixer-uppers, they're called and referred to to anyone who wants to make the investment to restore them and fix them up. Otherwise, they will end up being demolished. The same thing applies to furniture as well. Even furniture with broken legs, worn cushions, scratches with torn and dirty upholstery can be restored by an expert who have the ability and the desire to restore them. Well, the parallel and comparison is clear. God is able to take the most broken down, dirty, and torn life and repair and restore it back to mint and good running condition. And this is exactly what our scripture text this evening is about. The renewed, repaired, and restored life of Saul of Tarsus into the Apostle Paul, man of God. Let's read our scripture text together, Acts chapter 26, verses 9 through 16, and I'll be reading first from the New King James Version of God's Holy Word, and then for a fresher perspective, I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. First, <clears throat> Acts chapter 26, verses 9 through 26 in the King James, the New King James Version, rather. Indeed, I myself thought I must do many things contrary in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And this I also did in Jerusalem, and many of the saints I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priests. And when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. And I punished them often in every synagogue and compelled them to blaspheme. And being exceedingly enraged against them, I persecuted them to even foreign cities. While this occupied, as I journeyed to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priests, at midday, O king, along the road, I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, shining around me, and those who journeyed with me also saw it. And when we all had fallen to the ground, I heard a voice speaking to me and saying in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. And so I said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to make you a minister and a witness, both of the things which you have seen and of the things which I will yet 
revealed to you. And now I will read Acts chapter 26, verses 9 through 16 in the New Living Translation. I used to believe that I ought to do everything I could to oppose the very name of Jesus to Nazarene. Indeed, I did just that in Jerusalem. Authorized by the leading priests, I caused many believers there to be sent to prison, and I cast my vote against them when they were condemned to death. Many times I had them punished in the synagogues to get them to curse Jesus. I was so violently opposed to them that I even chased them down in foreign cities. One day I was on such a mission to Damascus, armed with the authority and commission of the leading priests. About noon, your majesty, as I was on the road, a light from heaven brighter than the sun shone down on me and my companions. We all fell down, and I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is useless to fight against my will. Who are you, Lord? I asked. And the Lord replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get to your feet, for I have appeared to you to appoint you as my servant and witness, to tell people that you have seen me, and tell them what I will show you in the future. <clears throat> you know, one of the greatest testimonies in the New Testament of forgiveness, deliverance, salvation, and conversion is this account of the Apostle Paul on the Damascus Road. Now, while this account is first recorded in Acts chapter 9, in our scripture text, Acts chapter 26, Paul is testifying of his experience in front of King Agrippa of Judea. Paul, the persecutor and pursuer of believers throughout all the regions of Judea and beyond, spoke to King Agrippa about the transforming power of the Holy Spirit of God, a transformation that was so powerful and so unbelievable that in verse 26 of our same chapter, when he tried to join the believers in Jerusalem, they were all still afraid of him because they found it hard to believe that such a transformation was able to take place in such a hardened, hostile, and hateful heart. Even Paul himself in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 9 was so amazed on how Christ had changed his life that he was filled with a sense of unworthiness to be called an apostle. But brothers and sisters, isn't all this the same sometimes when we see our prodigal sons and daughters, when we allow the flesh or the enemy to get us to focus on how broken our prodigals are? how much in bondage they may be to the chains of addictions or different lifestyles or the world, or how embedded they may be in their resistance and hostility to the gospel. We can end up getting discouraged in our prayers for their deliverance and salvation and view them like the cars or the furniture or the houses, that they are beyond repair, furniture beyond restoration, and houses beyond rebuilding. Paul's testimony has given me many times renewed hope and confidence that no life is beyond redemption. But we must hand over our prodigals over to the Lord to work in his own way and in his own time. 
Now, I've said in the past on this podcast how comforting it would be if our prodigals were to respond to the call to repentance, like the disciples did in Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 22, where it records how Simon and Andrew were called by Jesus to follow me. And later on, James and John are summoned by the Master. On both separate occasions, the scripture says that they immediately left their nets and followed Jesus. No debate, no arguing, no objection. Even Matthew the tax collector in Matthew chapter 9 verse 9 says that when called, it says that he rose and followed him. Well, there it is, brothers and sisters, calling, conviction, and conversion. Calling, conviction, and conversion. But that wasn't the case with Paul. Drastic measures had to be taken by the Holy Spirit of God. Paul had to be struck down by the power of God. Hateful, arrogant Saul, humbled, broken pride, and a broken will leading to a broken man. And that is what God may need to do to many of our prodigal sons and daughters. You know, it is indeed a scary thing to pray God, do whatever it takes to bring my unsaved, backslidden, and wayward son or daughter to the foot of the cross. But the convicting and transforming power of the Holy Spirit of God can soften the hardest heart, illuminate the darkest mind, and open the closed mind. If it can happen to Paul, it can happen to your prodigals and mine. Look at verse 14 of our scripture text. After our Lord calls out to Saul, he tells him, It is hard for you to kick against the goad. But what is meant by that? And what does it have to do with Saul's refusal to submit to the Lord? Well, in Bible times, a goad was a wooden stick, five to seven feet in length, with a sharp point at one end. A farmer plowing his field would use the goad to spur on a resistant or stubborn ox to move as the farmer wanted. In Greek, we have that word goad meaning kentron, kentron. It is a device the farmer uses to spur on and motivate the ox, even when it doesn't want to obey the farmer. What a picture of the Spirit of God working in the lives of our prodigal sons and daughters. Our Lord was telling Saul that it was difficult to resist the Spirit's conviction of sin and the Spirit's call to repentance. The ultimate result we can find a little further down in verse 19 of our same chapter, where Paul tells King Agrippa, So then I was not disobedient to the vision from heaven. Wow, what a testimony of the power of God. Brothers and sisters, our prodigals are not beyond redemption. Disregard what you are seeing in their lives. Close your mind to the whispering of the enemy who lies to you to get you to believe that they are furniture and junk cars to be scrapped, junk furniture to be discarded, or dilapidated houses fit only for demolition. Keep praying. Keep believing and have complete confidence in God's ability to call, convict, 
deliver and save your prodigal son and daughter? I know I am, because according to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, God is able to do far more abundantly than all we can ask or think. And if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. No prodigal is beyond saving. Jesus Christ, as the saying says, can save from the guttermost to the uttermost. Join me in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for the word that was shared, Lord God. And I pray that what was shared strengthened, comforted, and edified the listeners who tuned in. And those who will be tuning in in a downloaded podcast, Lord God, later on. Lord, give us strength to trust you, to believe in you. Spirit of God, strengthen us against any discouragement. Our prodigals are not beyond redemption. Lord, help us to not look at the storm in the lives of our prodigals, but to look at you, Lord God. You can help us rise above the waves in complete confidence and trust in your ability to save, sanctify, and fill with the Holy Spirit even the worst prodigal. We commit them into your hands right now, Lord God, and we place ourselves before you. Strengthen our trust and our faith in you. Work in our lives so that we continue to look to you. Help us to hand over our prodigals to you completely, Lord God. Not to stick our hands into what is otherwise smooth-running machinery of your work. We hand them over to you right now, Lord God. You know what you're doing. You have the perfect plan and the perfect timing. We commit them into your hands and we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, we've reached the halfway mark of the Parents of Prodigals podcast, and at this time we break into a musical interlude and play you two numbers that will hopefully strengthen and encourage you. And because it is the first podcast of the year, I would like to play again. I've played these two songs before, but I want to play them again. Two completely strengthening and edifying pieces of music from the worship team of Soul Purpose Evangelical Church, of which my wife and I are members of. This is, again, the Soul Purpose Worship Team singing Not Going Back and Run to the Father. That's our prayer for our prodigals. We're not going to go back in mistrust and lack of faith and unbelief. And our prayer for our prodigals is that they run to the Father. We need to run to the Father when we get discouraged as well. Be blessed by these two musical numbers, and we will return with the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. My past is over in you 
Old things made new Surrender my life to Christ Sing, moving, not going back Moving ahead Here to declare to you My past is over in you Old things made new Surrender my life to Christ I'm moving, moving forward. What a moment you have brought to me such a freedom. I have found in you, you're the healer, who makes all things new, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going back, moving ahead, here to declare to you, my past is over in you, old things made new, surrender my life to Christ, I'm moving you have risen with all power in your hands you have given be a second and hallelujah hallelujah yeah Second chance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. 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 Not going back. Moving ahead. Here to declare to you. My past is over.
I'm not going back, moving ahead, here to declare to you, my past is over in you, all things made new, surrender my life to Christ, I'm moving, not going back, moving ahead, here to declare to you, my past is over in you. All things made new, surrender my life to Christ. I'm moving, moving forward. 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 You make all things new, yes. Had a plan from the start. Yeah. 
your son for redemption, the prize for my heart. I don't have a context for that kind of love. I don't understand, I can't comprehend, all I know is I, I need you. Run to the Father, fall into grace, I'm done with the hiding, no reason to wait. My heart needs a surgeon, my soul needs a friend, so I run to the Father again and again. I run to the Father, I fall into grace. I'm done with the hiding, no reason to wait. My heart needs a surgeon, my soul needs a friend. So I run to the Father again and again and again and again. run to the Father. I thank God for the sole purpose Evangelical Church worship team for those two encouraging and edifying musical numbers. Again, I said it before, I played them. It's our prayer that all of our prodigals run to the Father in repentance and surrendering their lives to Jesus Christ. 
not going back. Let's place our complete confidence in the Lord. For the salvation of our prodigal sons and daughters, not returning to unbelief or doubt. That's what the enemy wants, to discourage us from praying and believing. The enemy wants to rob you and I of sleep at night and have us worry about our unsaved sons and daughters. What are they doing? Who are they with? What's happening to them? That's the enemy wanting you to worry and rob you of sleep. But the word of God says you can sleep in peace. The peace that passes all understanding is yours and mine rightfully in Jesus Christ. Let's place our complete confidence and trust in him. Again, this is a live podcast. We are going to be approaching the time of intercession, prayer, uh, petition and prayer, rather. And we come before the Lord and pray for our unsafe prodigal sons and daughters. We have numerous requests and numerous praise reports. <coughs> Excuse me. The Lord is working. The Holy Spirit of God has been working. I can't divulge too many details out of respect for confidentiality. But as I go on down the line with these requests, I'll be mentioning ambiguously, out of respect for confidentiality and privacy, what the Lord is doing in terms of the salvation and conviction of sin in the lives of some of these young people that we have been praying for. I'm going to give a few more moments for anyone who wants to call in with a testimony or a scripture or perhaps a word of encouragement, something you have to share may encourage somebody <clears throat> who needs encouragement. I, I'm opening up this door right now momentarily because when we enter into our time of prayer, I would prefer that our prayer time not be interrupted, but that we stay before the throne of grace in intercession, petition, and supplication, and prayer warfare. That's what prayer is as well. When we pray, the enemy sometimes tries to oppose you. He may distract you, put other thoughts into your mind, tell you you're not praying the right way. The phone may ring, the dog may bark, <clears throat> or you may get a scratchy throat like I have right now. A variety of things may come up that will try to keep you from praying. But we're not going to let that happen. Scratchy throat, sore throat, a cough, whatever it may be, we're going to stay before the throne of grace and we're going to pray for all these requests. <clears throat> that being said, let's go before the throne of grace right now. Every week we pray for two young men by the name of Joshua. Both these young men are facing the same issue that many young people face, the issue of addiction. The enemy has these two young men bound <clears throat> in the chains of addiction, chemical dependency, relying on chemicals for peace or for coping or for strength. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. The enemy wants young people using drugs and drinking. So he can destroy them physically, mentally, and emotionally, and ultimately have them enter a Christless eternity. Let's lift up 
both these young men named Joshua in prayer before the Lord. Touch and agree with me right now. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you <clears throat> for this time, Lord God, when we can pray and bring these two young men before you, Lord God. You know exactly what they're doing. You know where they are right now, what they're doing, what they're involved with, Lord. You know their thoughts, what's in their heart, Lord God. You see what they're in bondage to, mentally and emotionally, Lord God. You see the bonds of addiction. Lord, we just lay them before you, both these young men named Joshua, named after a mighty man of God. We pray that, Lord, you convict, touch these two young men. Lord, the enemy has deceived them into believing that maybe drugs or alcohol or, or, or other things, worldly pleasures, are the key to peace and happiness. Maybe perhaps, Lord God, the enemy is deceiving them to put off turning to you. We rebuke those thoughts in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We plead your blood, Lord God, over these two young men named Joshua. And we pray for their deliverance from addiction, their deliverance from resistance to the gospel. No one is beyond redemption, Lord God. And these two young men are not, Lord. And so we lay them before you for their deliverance and salvation. We just cast every thought into captivity, any lie from the enemy, any contract out on these two young men to kill them, to destroy them. We plead your blood over them, Lord God. Lord, do what it takes to save these two young men. Whatever it takes, Lord God. We're going to be praying that several times, Father. Do whatever it takes to bring both these young men named Joshua to the foot of the cross so that their names are written in the book of life. We thank you, Lord, because we know you're working. You're working even now as we're praying this, Lord God, in your own way, your own time, your own method. We commit them both into your hands, and we thank you and praise you. The praise report's going to come in. We're going to hear from the relatives and parents of these two young men, and they're going to testify how the Lord is moving in their lives. We believe it. We trust you with them, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Every week we pray for three young ladies of the name of Gabby, Valentina, and Angela. And these three young ladies are also in bondage to a variety of issues, and out of respect for confidentiality, and privacy, I won't divulge all the details, just, of course, that issues like depression or low self-esteem or other things or hostility to the gospel can come into play. Young people can be distracted by the things of the world. Gabby, Valentina, and Angela are three such young ladies. Now, there have been some recent positive developments in the life, in Valentina's life. I got word from their parents that the Spirit of God is moving. In Valentina's heart and mind. Not of respect for privacy, that's all I will say, but that the Lord is moving in Valentina's life. Now we need to continue to pray that the Lord move in Gabby and Angela's life and continue to move in Valentina's life. Time is short. Like I said it before, the prophetic clock is ticking. No time for games. Let's pray 
for Gabby, Valentina, and Angela's deliverance and salvation. Heavenly Father, Lord God, you see these three young ladies, Lord God. You see where they are right now at this very moment. Different locations, different states perhaps, different localities. Each doing their own thing. Living their own lives. Their own vices, their own habits, Lord God. We lift up Gabby, Valentina, and Angela before you, Heavenly Father. We lift them up and we lay them before you for deliverance. From whatever is holding them in bondage and from whatever is keeping them from surrendering their lives completely, absolutely, and fully to you, Heavenly Father. Lord, speak to each of their hearts regarding whatever it is that they're in bondage to, whatever it is they're hanging on to that's keeping them from surrendering their lives to you. Help each one of these young ladies see the emptiness of their lives, the futility of the life they're living now, Lord God. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, Lord God. But you have come that we may have life, and life have it abundantly. You came so that Gabby, Valentina, and Angela will have life abundant. And now, Lord God, speak to their hearts, Lord God. Send people their way who are believers. Maybe a co-worker, a fellow student if they're in school, a neighbor, a friend, an acquaintance, a stranger a Christian song, whatever the vehicle you may use, Lord God. Lord, let the gospel get to these three young ladies. And when the word of God gets to their ears, let it penetrate into their hearts, falling on good ground and bearing fruit of repentance. We lay Gabby, Valentina, and Angela before you. We thank you for the work that you're doing in Valentina's life. And Lord, work in Gabby and Angela's life as well. Spirit of God, convict, break. Lord God, brokenness is what's needed right now in their lives. Broken pride, broken arrogance, a broken, stubborn self-will, Heavenly Father. Lead them to the foot of the cross, Lord God. There's way too much at stake. Way too much at stake, Lord. Their souls are at stake. Eternity in the lake of fire is what's at stake, Lord God, or eternity with you and their names in the book of life. Deliver and save Gabby, Valentina, and Angela. We commit all three of them into your hands, Lord God. We just pray for them and commit them to you. Have your way in your own time. Lord, we trust you. We trust you with them. Help the parents of these three young ladies not to pay attention to what they're doing, what they're involved with. Help them not to get discouraged if they don't see any change or progress, Lord God. Even when we can't see it, you're working. Even when we can't feel it, you're working. Like the song says, you never stop working. Help us to trust and believe that, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. <clears throat> My dear brother Jamie and sister India have a lovely daughter by the name of China who came to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ a while back. The Lord delivered her from bondage. But of course the enemy is always at work. And he wants to see China backslide or become discouraged 
or disillusioned, or forget about her commitment. The enemy does that a lot to new converts. Have them be sincere for the moment, and then put their uh, commitment on hold. And so, we're going to lift up China in prayer, that the Lord strengthen her and encourage her in the faith. Touch and agree with me right now for our dear sister China. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you so much. You worked in China's life. My dear brother Jamie and sister India were praying for her and praying for her and praying for her. And you answered prayer, Lord God. And you convicted China of the error of her ways and her sinful life. And you touched her heart. You broke down the resistance. You broke down the stronghold. We thank you and we praise you, Heavenly Father. And now, Lord God, we know that the enemy will not allow this to go unaddressed. Ground that is gained through prayer must be held by prayer. And so we pray for China right now, for her continued strength in the Lord and her perseverance in the faith. Make China a Ruth, a Mary, an Esther, a Sarah, a Priscilla, Lord God, make her the woman of God, strong in the faith, mighty in prayer, rooted in the word, Lord God. We commit China into your hands. We rebuke, we rebuke, we rebuke, we rebuke, we rebuke any attempts of the enemy to discourage China, to lure her from the faith, to make her compromise, to have her become maybe disheartened, or to grow lax. Give her revival. You gave China a Damascus Road experience, Lord God. Now give China an upper room experience. The fire of the Holy Ghost, let it descend on her, even at night, Lord God. Speak to her through the watches of the night. Holy Ghost fire in China's life. Zeal to witness. Love for you, Lord God. Strengthen her commitment and her love for you. We commit China into your hands right now. We praise you. We know you are going to use her. You have a mighty work for her, Lord God. A woman of God. A woman of God. Thank you, Lord. Bless China. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Every week we pray for four young people. Their names are Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel. And when this request came in a while back, it mentions that two of these young people, of these four, are hostile to the gospel, and two of them are somewhat open to it. Well, hostile or somewhat receptive, the bottom line is apparently none of them are saved. But we need to pray for all of them, those who are resistant, who the enemy has hardened their hearts, and those who are near to turning to Christ. The enemy will have them go just so far, but not make that commitment. The devil has no problem with you reading the Bible or praying, just don't surrender your life to Christ. That's what the enemy doesn't want you to do. But we're going to lift up 
these four young people before the Lord, Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel. We're going to pray for their deliverance and salvation right now. <clears throat> Touch and agree with me right now. Heavenly Father, we lift up Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel before you, Heavenly Father. And we pray, Lord God, that whatever resistance, whatever negative thoughts, whatever hostility, whatever objections, whatever doubts exist in their minds that are keeping them from taking the step of surrendering their lives to you, these are strongholds, Lord God. And we tear them down in the name of Jesus. We bring every thought into captivity, thoughts of doubt or hostility or anger. Lord, maybe perhaps they've seen hypocrisy in the church and they don't want to turn to the Lord. Heavenly Father, speak to their hearts, Lord God. Speak to their hearts. They were hypocrites in the New Testament church. It's all about you, Lord Jesus, not about the believer. It's all about you. Lord, let these four young people focus on you, your saving work, your love for them, and your desire that they spend eternity with you, Heavenly Father. Help these four young people take their eyes off the Christian and on Christ. Convict them of their sin. Open their eyes to the truth. Soften the hardened heart. Open the closed eyes, Lord God. We just lift them up before you in prayer. We ask for their deliverance and salvation, Lord. Move in their lives. Move in their lives. Do what needs to be done, Heavenly Father. We just ask that you just perform the miracle that's necessary so that they surrender their lives to you, Lord God. Their family members may think it's impossible, but all things are possible if you believe, Lord God. We commit Joseph, Jessica, and Joshua, and Joel into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Every week we pray for a young man by the name of Rashan, and when this prayer request came in a while back, the parent, Rashan's parent, was mentioning that Rashan used to be a believer, but came to the point where he didn't believe anymore. He became involved in different philosophies and social media. And now we need to pray right now that the spirit of deception and blindness be lifted and Rashad recommit his life to you. This is no time to backslide. Let's pray for Rashad right now. Heavenly Father, we just lift up Rashad right now, Lord God. You see how the enemy has deceived him, tricked him, bamboozled him, lured him away with false philosophies, false beliefs, doubts, we rebuke right now the spirit of deception, the demon that is deceiving Rashan, the demon that's been assigned to Rashan, actually. His assignment is to keep Rashan away from you, Lord Jesus, by lying to him and getting him involved in different philosophies and new age beliefs, whatever it may be. We rebuke the spirit of deception. We rebuke the spirit of blindness. And we pray that the blinders be lifted from Rashan's eyes so that he see the truth 
and come to back to the truth and recommit his life to you. You are married to the backslider. That's what your word says, Lord. And we pray for Rashan's salvation, that he come back to the fold, that he return to you, Lord God, that you convict him. That he's on the wrong path right now. Deliver Rashan and restore him back to the faith, Lord God. Holy Spirit, work in Rashan's mind and heart right now. It's a matter of time when we receive the praise report. We believe it's happening right now in the name of Jesus. We commit Rashan to you right now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. <clears throat> I received a prayer request a few moments ago for my dear sister Evelyn, and she is requesting prayer for her brother and his family. Now, I don't know the specifics of this request, but you know something? I don't need to know the details. God knows the details. He knows the inside scoop, the inside information. He knows all things. And so let's bring up my dear sister Evelyn's brother and his family before the throne of grace. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we lift up this dear brother of my sister Evelyn and his family, Lord God, this, this, this young man and his family. Father, you see the burdens. You see the need. You know the issues. You're familiar with the problems. You know the situation, Lord God. You know all things. You know what's going on in their home, with their children, with their finances, in their marriage, in their spiritual walk, in their community, at their jobs, in their relationship. You know all things, Lord God. And so we ask right now, Lord Jesus, that you begin the healing process of whatever is wrong in their lives, Lord God. If it's salvation, if it's deliverance and salvation, that's what's needed. Then bring it to pass, Lord God. Deliverance, Lord God. Freedom, Lord God. The same way, oh Lord, you broke Pharaoh's stubborn self-will so that the children of Israel can be free. We pray, Lord God, that you break the bonds and power of the enemy and give freedom to this young man and his family deliverance and freedom lord god from whatever it is that's holding them in bondage whatever situation is plaguing them in their home and in their lives lord god spirit of god right now at this very moment on thursday january 4th at 807 in the evening spirit of god move in that home, in those lives, in those relationships, in those finances, in that marriage, with those children, at the job, in the community, in the heart, in the soul, in the mind, whatever it is that needs to be done, perform the miracle, Lord God, as only you can do it. Salvation is found in no other, for there is no other name in under heaven by which we can be saved. You, Lord Jesus, are the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except by you.
And we commit this man and his family to you, Lord God, for a miracle in their life and in their home and in, in whatever it is that is plaguing them, Lord God. Bring healing, bring deliverance, bring salvation if necessary, Lord God. Correct what's wrong and bless everyone in that household, Lord God. We commit them into your hands. They're in good hands with you, Heavenly Father. They're in good hands with you. We trust We trust this man and his family into your hands, Lord God. We praise you. We thank you. We know you hear this prayer, and you're working right now. On January 4th, you're working. The work is beginning, and the testimony will come in. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. <clears throat> Every week we pray for a young man by the name of Matthew. Matthew's parent stays in contact with us here at Parents of Prodigals. One time Matthew was going through some difficulties and he was having some problems with the law as well and was involved with the occult. But there were some developments, some positive developments with Matthew. And the Spirit of God began to move and is still moving. But we still need to lift up Matthew in prayer. So touch and agree with me right now for Matthew in the name of Jesus. Father, we lift up this young man in the name of Jesus. Lord, we lift him up and we pray for him, Lord God. You know what he needs done in his life, Father. If it's salvation, if Matthew has not surrendered his life to you, Lord God, we pray for Matthew's salvation. The rapture could take place, Lord, any minute now. Move in Matthew's life so that he surrenders his life to you, Lord God, uncompromisingly and completely. We bind the strong man that's attached to Matthew's life from whatever's keeping him from receiving you, Lord Jesus, as his Savior and Master. Lord, build a hedge of thorns around Matthew so that he turns to you, Lord God. We rebuke the forces of darkness that are keeping him from surrendering his life to you fully. Bless his life, Lord God. Move in his life, Heavenly Father. Let us receive a praise report that there is a miracle taking place in Matthew's life. His soul's at stake. This is a fight to the death. We rebuke the forces of darkness in Matthew's life right now. The forces of the enemy that are trying to kill him and destroy him. The forces of the enemy that want to see him burn in the lake of fire. We rebuke those forces right now. We plead the blood of Christ over Matthew. Prayer warfare. Prayer warfare. Prayer warfare. We plead the blood over Matthew's life right now. Deliverance and salvation. Do what needs to be done in Matthew's life, Lord God. Whatever it takes, Lord. Again, we say, whatever it takes. But save this young man's soul. Break the bonds and the chains of whatever is holding him. We commit him into your hands in Jesus' name, Lord. Amen and amen. We're going to lift up in prayer a young man by the name of Johnny. And Johnny is the adult son of a dear sister who tunes in on a regular basis. And Johnny is in bondage to the spirit, the demonic force of alcoholism. 
We need to pray for Johnny's deliverance, but more important, his salvation. Now, I was told by this dear sister that there were several developments a while back in Johnny's life that, well, maybe began to make him think. And so we need to pray for Johnny. We need to continue to pray for Johnny. The work still needs to be done. The Spirit of God is moving. This is no time. Men are always to pray and not faint. We need to continue knocking on the door and not give up and persevere in prayer. Touch and agree with me right now for Johnny's deliverance and salvation. Heavenly Father, we thank you for a praying mom a woman of God who is burdened for her son's deliverance and salvation. Bless mom's heart. Strengthen her heart when it becomes discouraged or she begins to feel down or when the enemy tries to just put a damper on her zeal and her trust. Lord, Spirit of God, give her revival, refreshment, living water. Renew her faith so it soars like the eagles and strengthen this mom to persevere and continue in prayer. And now we lift up this young man by the name of Johnny, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Again, we bind the strong man that's attached to Johnny's life, the strong man of alcoholism or resistance to the gospel or even delay. He may think he has plenty of time to come to church and commit his life to Christ. He may think that he can get it to heaven on the coattails of mom. Lord God, convict Johnny of his sin. Put a burden in his heart to come to church. Lay it upon his heart. Yes, Lord. Put it on his heart to come to church, Lord God. To hear the gospel. Send people Johnny's way. Again, a friend, a neighbor, a relative. Maybe a street witness, Lord God. Whatever it is, Heavenly Father. Give Johnny absolutely no rest. There is no rest, no peace for the wicked, your word says, Lord God. Lord, don't give Johnny any rest until he surrenders his life to you, Lord God. There is only rest in you, Lord Jesus. And so we commit Johnny into your hands for his deliverance and salvation. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Right now, we want to lift up a young man by the name of Curtis. And Curtis is the adult son of a dear sister who also tunes in from Texas. A while back, this mom came on our podcast and testified on the miraculous work that the Spirit of God did in Curtis's life, convicting him of his sins and leading him to the point where he surrendered his life to Christ. In addition to that, God had opened up doors for Curtis in blessing his life. Now, the enemy, of course, would love to sabotage this and destroy whatever work is being done. But we're going to stop that from happening right now. We're going to pray for Curtis right now. We're going to pray for his mom as well and pray for Curtis that the Spirit of God continue to move in his life Doors get open. Chains get broken. Touch and agree with me right now. First, for Curtis's mom. Heavenly Father, again, we thank you for praying moms who are lifting up their children in the name of Jesus. 
And we commit her into your hands for strengthening, Lord God. Put a hedge of protection around mom, a platoon, a brigade, a regiment, an army of angels around this mom, protecting her from any attack of the enemy. Strengthen this mom's faith. Continue to bless her. Give her a hunger for your word. Make her a prayer warrior. Help her to persevere in the faith, Lord God. And right now we lift up her son, Curtis, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray, let all hindrances that are coming between Curtis and you, Lord God, be melted away. There are any doubts that Curtis has. There are any fears that Curtis has. Remove it in the name of Jesus. Make Curtis a Gideon, an Abraham, a John, a Moses, an Aquila, a Joshua. Make him into the man of God, powerful, that you would have him be. Continue to work in his life, Lord God. He's one in the fold, Lord Jesus. He's your child now. His name is in the book of life. The enemy would love to have that name erased. But Lord, we commit Curtis into your hands. We commit Curtis into your hands for protection, for guidance, for strengthening, for comfort. Open doors for him in every way, Lord God, vocationally, through employment or education, Lord God. Bless his finances. Bless Curtis's life, Lord God. Give him divine favor. But help him not to look at that, but to look to you, Lord God. You are first. He made you the Lord of his life and the Savior of his soul. He surrendered his life to you, Lord. Now, help him to live a life worthy of the calling. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. <laughs> We received a request a while back regarding a man by the name of Joe, and the prayer request was that Joe find his way back to the Lord. The request mentioned that Joe didn't believe that he was worthy of God's forgiveness. Well, you know something? None of us are worthy. So, Joe, if you're listening, you're not alone. I'm not worthy of God's forgiveness. We are made worthy through Jesus Christ. It was also mentioned that Joe was disappointed in his life. Salvation is found in no other. And again, Lord Jesus came that we may have life and have life abundantly. Touch and agree with me right now for Joe, Heavenly Father. We pray right now for Joe that he find his way back to you, Lord God. Lord, he doesn't believe that he is worthy. None of us are, Lord God, only through you, Lord Jesus. Are we made worthy? So, Lord, help Joe to take his eyes off himself and focus on you. Speak to him, Lord God, about this issue. That you, you alone, Lord Jesus, make us worthy to come before the throne of grace, Lord God. Heavenly Father, you came that Joe can have life abundant. He's disappointed with his life, Heavenly Father. And Lord, 
We just lift him up right now. We pray, Lord God, that every desire of the enemy on Joe's soul will not prosper in the name of Jesus. We cancel any contract that the enemy has on Joe's life to kill him physically and spiritually and mentally. We cancel those contracts and we plead the blood of Christ over Joe's life right now. Deliverance and salvation in Joe's life. We thank you so much for the grace of salvation, Lord God. We thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for Joe. And now, Lord God, bring Joe to the point where he surrenders his life to you. Speak to him, Lord God. Let him know that you love him. You love him, Lord God. You are the ultimate restorer. You restore, Lord God. Joe is not junk. He's not unsalvageable. He's a fixer-upper, Lord God. And you are the master mechanic, the master reupholsterer, the master construction worker. You can rebuild, reupholster, restore, rejuvenate, rewire anything, Lord God. No life is beyond restoration or redemption. And Joe's life is no exception. We commit him into your hands, Lord God. Work in Joe's life in the name of Jesus. We commit him into your hands and we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We're going to lift up in prayer for adult children. This request came in a while back. Their names are Jason, Sarah, Michael, and Tyler. And this request came in. It's my understanding, apparently, that these four young adults are not saved. And the prayer request that came in was that these four young adult children get surrounded by godly influences and that the Lord make himself real to these four adult children so that they come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Wow, what a request. Well, let's touch and agree right now for Jason, Sarah, Michael, and Tyler. Heavenly Father, we just touch and agree right now for these young adult children. Lord, they may be in the same household. Most likely they're living separate lives if they're adults. Maybe in separate cities, separate households, separate states, Lord God. But you see each one of them individually. A sparrow doesn't fall down unless you know about it. The very hairs of our head are numbered, Lord God. So you know all the details of each of their lives individually. And now, Lord, I pray in each one of their lives that you send godly influences. Maybe it's a co-worker who's a believer who's witnessing to them or living Christ before them. Salt and light. Maybe it's a neighbor who's a believer who invited them to church or is witnessing to them. Maybe it's a friend who accepted Christ and is trying to be a witness before them. Maybe it's a family member, Lord God, who is praying for them. Whatever it is, Heavenly Father, send all of them their way. Godly influences, godly people. Let salt and light be all around these four young adults. Jason, Sarah, Michael, and Tyler. Friends, neighbors, acquaintances, co-workers, strangers, a street meeting, whatever it is, Lord God, permeate them, surround them, saturate them with godly people 
who are believers in you, Lord Jesus, who will witness to them and pray for them. And when this happens, Lord God, we pray that you touch their hearts, touch their souls, touch their minds. If the heart is hardened, soften it. If the mind is closed, illuminate it. If the eyes are shut, open them. Do what it takes in those four lives so that they're convicted of their sin, admit they're a sinner, surrender their lives to Jesus Christ, and that their names are written in the book of life. We commit these four young people into your hands, Jason, Sarah, Michael, and Tyler. We pray for them for their deliverance and salvation. We rebuke the forces of darkness that will come against this prayer right now. Right now, there are enemy forces, demonic forces, satanic forces, that will come against this prayer to sabotage it. We rebuke those forces right now in the name of Jesus and plead the blood over these four young people. Thank you, Lord God, for the answer to prayer in Jesus' name. Deliverance and salvation. The report's going to come in. The testimony will be told. Amen and amen. We're going to pray for a young man by the name of Eric. <clears throat> this, <clears throat> excuse me. This request came in a while back, and all it said was uh, there was a prayer request for Eric to return to the Lord. Short and sweet, but you know what? No less important. I don't know if Eric was saved and he backslidden, or maybe Eric knows the gospel and has never taken that step to accept Christ. Touch and agree with me right now for Eric in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for dying for Eric's sins, Lord God, for dying for his salvation, Lord. And right now we lift Eric up in prayer. We're burdened for Eric. You know the details. If he was saved, Lord God, you know what may have discouraged him or lured him back into the world. Maybe it was discouragement. Maybe it was worldly pleasure. Maybe it was disillusionment. Whatever it was, Lord God, countermand it. Reverse it. Reverse the curse, Lord God. We plead the blood over Eric right now. That all hindrances that, that are coming between Eric returning to you be removed right now in the name of Jesus. And we bind the strong man that's trying to keep Eric in bondage, Lord God, with lies. Plenty of time to return to Christ. Or maybe perhaps you're okay the way you are. Lies from the enemy, we rebuke them in the name of Jesus. And we pray right now, we pray right now for Eric, for his deliverance, and salvation in the name of Jesus. We break the curse placed on Eric that's binding him from surrendering his life to you, Lord Jesus. We claim him for you, Lord God. Let his name be written in the book of life. Let him get raptured, Lord. We commit Eric to you, Lord. We don't know what's going on. We don't know where Eric lives. We don't know. We have no details. But Lord, again, we don't need to know. You know it all. You know all things, Lord God. We commit Eric into your hands. We thank you. We worship you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, we've come to the end of our time here at Parents of Prodigals, and I pray that this 
time was a blessing for you. Now, keep in mind, we not only pray for these requests during our podcast, we lift up these requests during the week for deliverance and salvation. And you can also, you don't have to submit your request during the podcast. You can go on the Parents of Prodigals website, Parents of Prodigals website, and submit your prayer request. We will see it and bring it before the throne of grace and mention it on the air. If you want the request to be undetailed, if you want us to respect your privacy and not revolve details, we will respect your privacy and respect your confidentiality. The request will be unspoken. We'll just lift up your request in prayer out of respect for your desire for privacy. Otherwise, if you want us to pray for your unsaved son and daughter and you want to reveal some details so we can bring them all before the throne of grace, that would be fine too. The Lord knows all things. So again, I pray that this podcast was a blessing to all of you who have tuned in. The next time we will be on the air will be next Thursday. Next Thursday, January 11th at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time here in New York. But until that time, if you're the parent of an unsaved son and daughter and you live in New York, California, North or South Carolina, Oklahoma or Massachusetts, Idaho or Georgia, if you're the parent or guardian of a wayward, backslidden, or unsaved son and daughter, and you live in Maryland or Tennessee, Ohio, Utah, Wisconsin, New Jersey, or Montana, if you're the parent or guardian of an unsaved son and daughter, and you're burdened for their deliverance and salvation as the prophetic clock is ticking, and the end of all things is at hand, and you live in Illinois, Minnesota, Louisiana, New Hampshire, Oregon, Rhode Island, Indiana, or South Carolina, or Arizona. <clears throat> if you're the parent of an unsaved son and daughter, maybe perhaps they're backslidden, they've turned their back on the faith, maybe they've never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and you live in Michigan, Iowa, New Mexico, Kentucky, Arizona, Arkansas, Wyoming, or Nebraska. If you're the parent of an unsaved, wayward, backslidden son and daughter, and you live in Mexico, Canada, Australia, France, Uganda, Brazil, the United Kingdom, Bosnia-Herzegovina, India, New Zealand, Germany, Zimbabwe, Tanzania, Japan, and Russia, or an unnamed country where the faith is punishable with severe repercussion. We, pay, we pray your strength in the faith and your perseverance. If you are the parent or guardian of an unsaved, backslidden, and wayward son and daughter, and your burden for their deliverance and salvation, it breaks your heart to see them in bondage to drugs, alcohol, different lifestyles, 
partying, worldly pressure, depression, low self-esteem, gang activity. Maybe perhaps they're incarcerated or in a facility and for rehabilitation of some kind. And you want them to have life abundant and you want the Spirit of God to move in their lives. If you are the parent of an unsaved son or daughter and you're in the next building, the next block, the next neighborhood, the next village, the next town, the next city, the next state, the next country, whether here in the United States and overseas, if you are the parent of an unsaved, backslidden, and wayward son and daughter, and you want their names written in the book of life so that they get raptured and spend eternity in heaven, in glory, and have eternal life, continue in prayer, being watchful therein, and watch the road. Watch the road, brothers and sisters. Your prodigal will be on it. Until next Thursday, January 11th at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is Brother Alan Weir wishing you, all of you, a good night, and God bless you.